this is uh, the first of its kind. It's called Impromptu, which basically means that it's a podcast without a agenda. It's got a overarching thought, but you can actually go ahead and have an entire conversation without having an agenda. So today we have you here, the Thank guru of me. sustainability, Tejas Sindhan, and. Uh, I think guru is a bit too much. <laughs> it's a it's a bit too much. But see, this is the yesterday also we were having this conversation of the conversation comes from the thought that we. It's not about what you feel about yourself. It's about what I feel about you, and and in my I think. Ten ten eleven years of uh, whatever corporate life that I have enjoyed, mm-hmm. corporate. It's not exactly corporate, but whatever professional life that I've enjoyed, I have not met somebody as passionate about sustainability as you are. So plus, it's something that's very close to me. So I was like, let's let's start off, and we've been we've been thinking about who we should start it with, like the first podcast, the actual beginning of this podcast, because I don't know where this is going to go. Maybe it's the first and last one also. But the idea is that we have wanted to have real conversation. And मतलब everything else is so scripted that there is hardly anything that is not you know without any filter anymore. So real basically. Real. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's almost like saying real conversations with Abhi. Yeah. Yeah. Heart to heart conversation. Heart to heart. <laughs> Today uh, the first podcast is a jugaad podcast. In Hindi jugaad means uh, resourcefulness. Uh, not exactly, but uh, we can work. Innovative in our own sense. <laughs> oh yes, it's it's innovation. <laughs> so we'll start off the first one. So the topic for today that we've actually come out with is sustainability. Yes. So first off, let's let's just talk about what is the beauty of this word sustainability. Like just tell me what is sustainability to you. I think it's exciting overall to um, start with that topic. I mean, a lot of people right now at the moment are uh, talking about climate change. They're talking about uh, the issues related to uh, air pollution. They're talking about uh, water resource. Uh, okay. All the cities are drying up. So sustainability as a uh, overarching idea, everyone's like really uh, aware about it. But they're also uh, feeling very hectic about this entire situation. Like, what is sustainability and we've been also trying to battle with this idea right now uh, it's so complex the way we think it is so complex uh, is it something that everybody can do or is it something that uh, a common man like me you and sachin and everyone else can contribute to it okay so uh, i feel that uh, it's it needs to be broken down a bit to uh, explain this idea a little bit more like So let's let's just let's just let's just start with a simple like if you had to explore in advertising there is this thought mm-hmm. saying ki if your idea cannot fit into two lines mm-hmm. then it's not good mm-hmm. so in in that context what is sustainability saying ki in two lines how can we define sustainability <clears throat> so in in my mind sustainability is just a personal lifestyle choice okay okay so uh, it can be as simple as uh, we using steel bottles rather than using plastic bottles yeah exactly 
So we can just replace all of that. So it's as as good as that what we've done in our office right now. So it's, it's as simple as that. How can you contribute to uh, living a, a, a efficient lifestyle, basically? So basically, uh, minimum wastage. Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, that's what my perspective tells me that sustainability yeah. is. So you know the reason why sustainability is so close is. If you think of uh, anything, okay, let's let's take a, a very very random thing like uh, <clears throat> an organization. Okay, you just mentioned something very beautiful. You said that you've replaced plastic bottles in office with uh, with bottles. bottles. Yeah, yeah. So something that's really cool is the fact that we've just like uh, even at this organization, even at Chimpanzee Inc, we've just basically called for a hundred steel. Models one, crazy one, and and this has been something that's you know, it actually does come across as an expensive and not so cost efficient move today, but if you think of the longevity mm-hmm. and the longevity of the entire like change, I think it's going to last better than what yeah, and the impact it creates. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, where does one begin? uh this is where we were also thinking about this i think it's uh, it's a simple lifestyle change okay um it's as simple as probably you might not want to uh, print only on one side you might want to print on both, both the sides, sides. but you is might this is printing sustainable and no at the at, at one offset if you see that that's also not sustainable of course i mean if you you only print when it's required so how do you use your resource and to what optimum level is what is going to define the way of living at the end of the day so so uh, we can actually assume that sustainability is using the most out of what we are provided and making sure we don't have to we take informed decisions mm. and not just go about living life the way our ancestors have is what we are trying to say if i'm not wrong yeah yeah uh, you want to add something to that you can yeah 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 i think it's it's uh, more or less what would you saying but uh, it's uh, what we see in 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 the normal trend of things now mm-hmm. is we also feel that people in the modern life uh, style that you're living in right now mm-hmm. people don't make that extra effort to learn a little bit more about uh, how they could contribute to it it can also be about simple changes in lifestyle that they have can you can you give me a a simple change example? could be um, uh, say that you use a public transport at a point where you know that there is heavy traffic for example okay uh, that could be a simple change in your lifestyle but it also means that one uh, contributes to carbon emission uh, the moment they uh, buy anything the moment they click onto the internet the moment they sort of uh, go and eat something so everything contributes to carbon emission this this brings me to a old like you just said something which is very beautiful and tempting also is the fact that uh, i think einstein said that every action has an equal and opposite reaction yeah <clears throat> are we actually saying that uh, everything that one does everything like me getting you coming here mm-hmm. for this uh, podcast today 
is uh, is an action that's basically requiring us to uh, you know we are, we are actually contributing to a global warming. Would you say that? Yeah, we all are. Wow. We all are in some way or the other. So, so you know, this is such a beautiful topic because at one point of time we are like thinking, ki, bro, how can I be a part of this revolution, still live a a happy and sustained life, and still get everything that I've worked for. You know, that's the I think that's the balance that needs to be maintained. Needs to be maintained. So okay, so uh, while we've gotten a lot of conversation on sustainability. When did this? When did this strike you? Like, was it in school that you want to uh, be in this space, or was it in college? What was that moment that made you realize that this is the space where I can actually create uh, an impact? Like, when did this happen? Uh, I think there wasn't. I I won't say that there is one moment as such, but uh, if I have to look back and I have to talk about uh, the journey when did i really if i have to connect the dots i mean you say that you can connect the dots only when you look back eventually so when i go back and i see it uh, i was quite excited about the fact of biomimicry so biomimicry is bio i have no clue what biomimicry is please tell me so uh, so biomimicry is made of three words bios and mimesis bios means life, life. and mimesis is uh, imitation imitation so you take inspiration from nature to design, to see a process, to so uh, there are a lot of things that you can learn from nature. So nature has 3.8 billion years of R&D done. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Okay. So you can just learn from them how they have done, what they have done, and how they are tackling with things. So that's okay. that's how uh, I was excited so about biomimicry. Is as per what I've understood, is it a part of evolution? Is what you're saying? It is. Yes. So it's basically how one organism. Uh, basically, would like to change or adapt to the environment. environment. Is that is that what you are saying? Yes, yes, yes. So and you ba- you are saying that sustainability struck you when you read about biomimicry. Yes, so it's uh, it's a part of it. Uh, how do you sort of um, use nature as a reference rather, okay. and then learn how they do things, and then how you could do things which are quite similar to that. Basically, so how could you, how you could use uh, basic infrastructure around you to sort of build structures? Uh, how you could uh, design with things? Which we will are we will get back to building structures. Remind <laughs> me about this. Um, so things about that basically. So from there, um, I, with my interest, I then went on to sort of uh, AA and I, AA's Architectural Association, which is the college in London. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm an architect from uh, Architectural Association. That is a college in London. Wow. Uh, and did, did did this did would you say that the peak of your interest in uh, sustainability rose from the fact that you were working, you were studying in A? Uh, I think it's uh, it triggered a bit over okay, there. Okay. In a way, it also helped to understand. Uh, how do you deal with efficient systems in a way? Yeah. Um, how you can design thinking about energy efficiency, how you can design thinking about newer technologies, how you can incorporate them into design. So what was the coolest thing that you've read or studied in college, which was uh, 
on the topic of sustainability uh i think i can quote say jenny benyes uh, she benyes benyes okay she's uh, she's the one who's uh, coined biomimicry as a word basically and she's biomimicry by yeah. jenny benyes wow. yeah i'm going to read up on that today huh. what she says is uh when your city hmm. and your forest it becomes uh, indistinguishable that is when you know that you have reached wow. sustainability so oh. it's so exciting to no, know about this just imagining that that's so cool yeah. like imagine you 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 can't differentiate between a city and a forest a forest yeah so right so now no we, concrete jungle yeah. is what we are saying so yeah. we actually want to create two jungles and not one concrete jungle and one normal jungle yeah. wow yeah. that's yeah. so cool so as simple as uh, say that we have a sanjay gandhi national park here in bombay yes in bombay yeah. and then you look at the other side it's insane the way our city is falling and the way it's growing it's madness it's a concrete jungle as you say right now mm-hmm. so imagine if both of these could could uh, coexist in some way and they live uh, which is indistinguishable from each other so look at how nature sort of gives out uh, all the resources the waste that is there and how it reuses it back into the cycle and how we do it basically into our system from from this uh what you just said uh, i had a small uh, garden in my house like it's not even a garden it's more like a uh, a section in the house where there are plants there are a lot of plants and there's this uh, in the complex there's this gardener who, who would come home and basically mm-hmm. you know what are the plants take care of it because we've not i'm mean, not experts right so we we've taken his help and something very interesting happened where he told me and i wasn't aware of this where he said that when the leaves dry up let them fall in the pot yeah yeah and don't like throw them in the garbage can because when the leaves dry up they actually play the role of manure yeah and like fertilizers they work like fertilizers is that actually yeah cool? it is it is yeah wow that's so cool right yeah. like imagine like we're say it, it's like the cycle of it has to complete the cycle yeah it yeah. cycle is getting complete right like there's a seed there's a plant then there's leaves then the leaf dries and then it falls down and then it feeds the plant yeah it degrades at the end of the then day and then yeah degradation yeah. and yeah. then it provides nutrients yeah. to the plant that's pretty cool right and that's what i'm trying to say right yeah, like yeah. there's like how nature does this so could humans yeah and that's probably when uh, wow. the whole idea of say sustainability in a way and you could say how you could use say technology into it and integrate that within architecture so that's where the journey has sort of evolved from uh, what are you what are you doing in architecture that is so good uh, like i i know I, i've been following you for quite some time and i so, know that this is this is this is a long conversation and you're going to tell us about things that you've been doing because i've been seeing a lot of um a lot of projects that you're working in and we are also going to discuss carbon craft right uh because while sustainability is a very vast uh, topic yeah. topic and we can we can discuss about this for like hours yeah. and i'm sure that we we are going to do that anyways after some time also but i want to focus more on how have you created impact and what did you do that i'm calling you the guru of sustainability so tell us i think there are uh, um, there are what what i've been doing on is uh, trying to work on projects which um, say contribute in a way to the environment in some form or the other okay um 
the vision is to sort of work with uh, buildings which are exciting enough uh, with respect to carbon emissions which okay. don't emit carbon emissions they are carbon neutral as such buildings that don't emit carbon emissions yeah so one would be how you sort of uh, control the embodied energy of a material so embodied energy essentially means this this conversation is going to raise eyebrows because i don't know how many people will understand this this is yeah. so interesting and i want you to de like yeah yeah, yeah i'm getting to that yeah, 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 yeah please please like make yeah, it simpler yeah. for me to yeah, understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> so embodied energy just means that uh, you know every material that you have around you has a certain kind of energy that it is made from okay so if you see um, a wood just besides you it is made from a certain amount of processed energy that it takes for it to be made it needs to be cut it needs to be processed it needs to be shaped it yes, needs to be compressed yeah yeah so there's, yeah, there's all lots those. of processes yes yes through. so that's the embodied energy embodied means the amount of energy it takes to be made basically okay so uh, i don't know if a lot of people know that the embodied energy of a brick is the most right now and the the, the most like the burnt clay bricks basically you you're saying that a brick is by far one of the most energy efficient uh, building materials wow and yeah. and that's what india has been using yeah, for years the, yeah, yeah like yeah. from harappa civilization we've been using mud to make yeah bricks basically when you burn it there's yes. a lot of energy yeah, that comes out mud, uh, bricks are made of mud and yeah yeah other yeah things, right like during the ancient times also yeah it started off from there so you're saying that's the most efficient form so what has gone wrong in innovation i i, I think it's easier in a way to use uh, bricks because it's locally available and then you use that uh, eventually but uh, no, the no, way i'm asking I'm, i'm asking if our forefathers already were using brick right like yeah. we've been using brick forever yeah correct yeah what went wrong and today we have been using materials that are not biodegradable right correct so what went wrong so what what happened where so, did the uh, i think where did to, the evolution i think actually went from being protective about our environment to destructing it in a way where today we are sitting yeah. and discussing sustainability we shouldn't have been doing this <laughs> like today we are discussing it should be a way of living basically exactly yeah. right so what 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 do you think went wrong like where so did we go from in the ancient sort of uh, way of building it was more with respect to low rise structures i would say okay. where um, we would use mud uh, as a building material mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't have a strength of its own so uh, you can make smaller uh, rise structures basically or you could use it only for walls and then you use like uh, no so so you are saying so the way we have gone now is now we are burning the clay to make bricks earlier we would not do that earlier we would just make walls out of that we, we would also use stones okay uh, to so make I'm, walls no no i'm thinking like we started off with clay right and it was biodegradable it was ready to use it was healthy for the environment then we went to steel and yeah. then we went to, because concrete this is, yeah this is, we are going to cement human, and then this is yeah. human greed to Creed, acquire yeah. more right yeah, yeah, yeah. we are also moving into mass production in a way i think that is also one of the reasons why uh, we've been not so uh, 
say sensitive about the materials that they are using okay so that creates a certain kind of cycle so uh, you know cement industry when it came out as well uh, it it's a it has a long history to it the way it came out as well uh, how it was uh, trying to sort of move away from uh, the brick industry that was already existing no so in 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 short coming to the main crux of the conversation we are saying that we were using bricks which had zero or no carbon footprint hmm. then with industrialization and i'm sure this happened in 1856 57 when the industrial, industrial revolution began when there was greed there was ambition to do more to do great and during that process we actually forgot that there was an earth that we needed to survive on and we were just focusing more on building and building and building and building and that's where the entire thing went wrong yeah, right? yeah. so we kind of uh, established that what are you doing uh, coming back to very crisp thing so there are two things that you're doing currently yeah. one is median now yeah, median so is please explain to us what median is so uh, now we are into sort of uh, i have two consultancy firm basically what what we are working with is one is median where we are trying to uh, build architectural structures which are uh, more sustainable okay. where we build with earth in a way uh, we make uh, we we use techniques which are low in terms of carbon emissions okay so it it might mean that we use earth and then we ram it and then we make a wall out of it okay or we use uh, some techniques which are hydraulic jacks which make bricks which do which do not require burning and then you can make walls out of it and it is as strong as you can go up to like 4 5 stories just wow. with those bricks so we are trying to explore more techniques which you can build with earth so that's what we are doing with median at, at the moment so median is a a design consultation firm for architectural projects architecture and you're using technology and new innovation that's basically making sustainable living sustainable yeah. offices sustainable commercial properties yeah and all of that yeah yeah wow. what is the second project So uh, that's one is median, right? The second one, the one that's yeah. So uh, very exciting. Carbon crop design. So this is this is very close to uh, my heart at the moment. Okay. It's been a uh, three three and a half years of R and D that we've been doing for carbon crop design. Yeah. Tell me more. I know about it, but I we, want you to tell me more about it. We build products by upcycling air pollution right now. So uh, this is where we are sort of trying to. go into an area mm. where how do you scale the uh, application that you have with respect to air pollution so no wait 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 let's simplify this conversation you're making products out of air pollution the carbon emissions so i drive back home not after winking first but i drive back home one day and my car is leaving a residue behind which is air pollution yeah. which is carbon and all of that yeah you're using that to create products so right right now wow so you're completing the cycle of the nature is what you're saying saying ki how a plant grows into a leaf that gets degraded and provides 
nutrients to its own self you're saying you are doing the same thing with your new project yes so this is what um uh this how, how did this come to you like where did this come from like this is so cool what is the first product that you made and where where did this thought begin uh i think uh, what we were thinking was any waste is uh, we think of it as a waste is only because we're not harvesting it if we harvest any waste that is there uh, it is it is some sort of an element which we can reuse in some form or the other so this is why we thought that this is also a problem that we are facing it's so pandemonious uh, at the end of the day that you should be able to resolve it at some point or the other and as architects we should be able to contribute to this sort of a issue in some way like try give a solution 39% of the carbon emissions that happen in the world are due to construction are due to construction and architects 39% yeah you are saying that oh that explains a lot so we want to build more and when we have to build more which we basically we contribute more to carbon emission carbon emission which in turn wow so we are growing we are not going to stop growing so it's always going to have more and more carbon emission because uh, there is going to be demand yeah. for this so we had to come up with, with a, a solution. solution yeah so that's so cool we thought that uh, the best when you say we you have this habit of saying we all all throughout tell us more about what we mean uh so we means we are a team of architects and engineers at the moment um, okay uh and there's a team of uh, architects engineers and material uh, scientists basically material scientists yeah tell us more about that so uh i wouldn't say material scientists but i would say that these are people who've done their research with respect to uh, the air pollution so uh, air pollution has two problems essentially to go back to a certain uh, issue to speak about that there are two issues with air pollution one is how do you uh, capture the air pollution and second is what do you do with it you make products out of it like you yeah but what <laughs> but essentially what do you make out of it so because uh, so first thing is this is so much fun this is by far the best like and 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 you know the the day i actually heard of it i was so excited i was like how can you really do that no i mean it's it's like you're making something out of thin dirty air it's not even thin air it's it's thin dirty air and it's the air that we've been breathing it's the air that currently in this room also we have actually breathing and you are telling me that there is carbon in this air yeah and you can take that carbon out and make products out of it yes products that you and i can actually wear at one point of time or we can use in office or we can use at home yeah. or we can use for commercial or residential purposes you you're actually making products out of thin air yeah yeah wow it's true sachin did you hear that <laughs> sachin sachin just has one action <laughs> so all the podcast sachin is going to be the guy who does this okay so uh when we think about that how do you capture it so we tried a lot of ways of how to probably um capture the air pollution and that's why i meant the idea that we need a big sort of 
a team of people to be able to work on this we need engineers we need like people who have uh, studied this material um, so we got in touch with erin uh, erin so uh, they have they have this technique which is the kali ink from which they capture uh, the air pollution from the exhaust of uh, a car pipe basically or from the chimneys uh, from the diesel generators and the other places so they have been so they basically take um, air polluted air and create it into a into a substance. material it's yeah into a substance into yeah. a material yeah. and yeah. it's yeah. an ink yeah they yeah. call it an ink because they've been using it as into ink. a form of an That's ink it's a very famous they have gone global with this project air ink project yes air ink yes. where they've created uh, an ink from thin air right. so you so worked from, with these guys and they're currently are, are they also on board with yes our process and yes yes craft? so it's when you say we it's also you and and them in a part of it basically so Sorry. um when we when i met them basically about 3 years ago hmm. um I wanted to try understand if you can use that into a form of a brick basically can we make a brick out of it wow. and when i spoke about this idea to them they were thrilled and excited about this hmm. uh, as how difficult was it to get through to these guys no it wasn't it wasn't actually anirudh was really accessible there are, there's two people right like yeah anirudh and nikhil anirudh and nikhil yeah okay so these are the two guys behind eric basically yes and yes. you then came up with this idea that why not create material out of it yeah. which is which could be used in architecture yeah and the thought was a brick yeah so i this is about 3 years ago okay. when uh, i thought that let's try out a brick why don't we make a brick you made ink out of this so if we have this material we can make a brick out of this so they were really excited and then uh, slowly we started to think about this that how do you sell this how do you sell this brick because right now the capturing technology is so expensive that you can't uh, you can't sell this for a cheap rate because the bricks that you get outside are 4 rupees a brick and you won't be able to sell it so cheap because the capturing technology itself is so high so over so the years what's the point of an innovation that basically is so expensive it's not commercially viable commercially viable so then what was next so then we thought that uh, we went back to our desk and i thought about it quite a bit and then um, we thought that we should make a facade because in india jo dikhta hai wo bikta hai hmm. okay so why don't we make a facade which sort of creates a certain uh, exciting element because people want exciting stuff and while we were working into architectural projects there were clients who came up and they told that they want exciting facades and they were ready to pay for it but that was yet not enough it wasn't uh, say competing with the cost even then Wow. So then we thought about that and then we went back to our desk again and then we thought that uh, hey do I think we are just uh, going back and forth with this over and over again. So why don't we find out a technique which is already existing it it has uh, lower carbon emissions in its own and we can make something which is commercially viable. Okay. What did you make? Then we came out with a tile. We call it carbon tile. Flooring tiles. Flooring tiles, yes. <coughs> so right now we have carbon tiles. Which, okay. Um, so. So they are like. They are like any other tile. Absolutely any other. But tile. they're made out of carbon. Yeah, they're made out of carbon. So uh, these tiles are handmade. Uh, 
wow. So and you're like supporting local artisans look, to create yes, styles. Yes, wow. yes. And these styles are, so are this, as sturdy as your vitrified or normal tiles? Or yes, absolutely, absolutely. How Yeah, so the strength is as good as any other tile basically. Um, what is exciting about this is um, the, the craft that is used in this is as old as 200 years basically. So there are craftsmen who have learned this craft over generations, you know. So, uh, so it's passed down from generation to generation but however you walked in in between and said hey, yeah, let's make these out of carbon. Carbon, yeah. So it's the same process, absolutely wow. same process, just changing the pigment basically and the way you use it. Is, is the pigment. So there's a lot of research that goes on with the right ratio and the right mix and all of that. So you had this thought that you had told me once that when you're using this style, what is the impact that you're creating? So uh, one tile is as good as, is one tile is equivalent to one day of clean air for a person. So if, imagine if you use one tile of ours, and for you, whatever uh, carbon emissions that you do for a day. Oh, so it, it negates that. It negates that, absolutely. So if I am using carbon, uh, like if I'm using my yeah. daily life and if I'm seeing the kind of carbon footprint I'm creating, then you're saying that using this tile. One tile, one tile. I negate, and this one tile is like what size? Like a, a 12 inch by 12 inch, one 12 feet inch by one feet? feet? One, one feet by one, one foot feet. tile. Yeah. And one foot by one foot tile will, Wow. Your one foot by one foot tile will reduce So if one there is a thousand emission. square feet house, then you're literally negating for three years of your life. Wow. Almost three years of your life basically. Oh that's pretty good. And I don't have to do anything about it. Yeah, so uh, essentially no, I mean, you know, you're you know, contributing. Is, yeah. So I'm I'm going back to the thought of sustainability. So I think the biggest problem with sustainability is that a user is told to change his or her behavior in, in living life the way they have been living till now and adapting to something that is going to make them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like I'll, I'll give you a simple example. Like I know that a bottle is a bottle with the simplest example of all that we've taken today is, is like okay it's nothing going to change it's going to same water everything is the same but for an employer's perspective for a founder's perspective there is expense to it right like you're basically going to expand money and you're going to change these bottles to these bottles and you, you're, you're still spending money on it right. right so so sustainability does not come cheap I'm, yeah. I'm going to say this because no it doesn't I have no, it really doesn't. tried to you know every single time like even the t-shirt that I wear I go out and I look for sustainable material correct and the problem is that anything sustainable is always expensive yeah it is and when you look at it at detail you also realize that the reason that it's expensive is because that it doesn't have the demand that it needs to generate yeah. for it to be produced in bulk so that the cost would go down. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. yeah. So when you're doing sustainable uh, purchasing, like anything, you're always going to be a little uncomfortable than what the what, what life that you're a already. A common man would want this sort of way. Yeah, it makes sense. Way and you yeah. have to change it. However, you're telling me that if I'm making a house. I'm anyways going to use tiles for my flooring. Yeah. Correct. I could go in for a carbon craft tile. Yeah. 
negate a certain amount of my carbon footprint yeah for the time that you use there is no compromise no yeah. are you serious yeah yeah i think some compromise will be there good enough good enough i mean at the end of the day i feel uh, there is absolutely no compromise so i don't have to like change anything like i don't have to like use another kind of cement or like get another kind of artisan to make the flooring nothing no 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 so uh, we take care of all of that basically we ensure that uh, the kind of pigment that we use is uh, no absolutely when you when you're fitting the tiles is it is it is it no it's absolutely the same it's it's the, the, the same entire thing. process remains the same basically it's just we are replacing the pigment with the carbon pollution the, the air wow. pollution is this level 1 or is it the only thing that you want to make no it's just starting up i would say so what is what is the future like Uh, Let's talk about dreams. Let's give me, give me in, in five years, right? Everything is gonna go perfect, right? It's right. gonna grow. It's going to be uh, out there. It's gonna become a household name. In five years, what next? Where does Mr. Tejas, the guru of sustainability, I'm gonna keep on saying that because it irritates you, but the where does Tejas take carbon craft and what? else can we expect from the brand and i'm sure that the tiles are level 1 what is level 2 uh i think as of now we are looking at tiles um, the vision eventually is to no, look at t- tell us about dreams tell us about free range tell us about 10 years down the line so what would you be making if everything goes as per plan and you know i believe that once you start thinking so Wild and wild. free and crazy. Yes, you can do as you can start as doing things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, uh, so with respect to air, so there are there are various domains that we want to work with. Uh, the I I want to work with uh, three major domains basically. Okay. One is air, water, and food. Okay. So this air, is that conversation that we are food. going into. So there are three things: saying roti, kapra, makan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So kapra is there, uh, which is going to be with the help of carbon-manufactured clothing. Oh, we are both wearing black. Oh, by the way, guys, if you should notice that Tejas is black from top to bottom. So this, I'm getting into the character. He, he it's a representation of the carbon way of life. Everything is black. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you're saying that you want food. air and water yeah so clean so clean air, air clean food and clean water is is the vision and how do we look at all of this with respect to architecture that's the larger dream of things basically and architecture is important because it's your your you can never be away from it we all we all need a a place to crash onto we all need food to eat we all need air to breathe and everything is revolving around architecture i feel that it's important as an architect you need to be able to merge all of these three into a system and create a system which uh, essentially is in some form Sorry, or the other feeling out huh? <laughs> which essentially is in some form or the other um, creates a cohesive system basically So architecture is very important. Yes, you you're you're always under a roof. Yeah. And in today's time and age, either in the car or in under a roof. Yeah. Or you're out in the open, but you still need to sleep somewhere. So it's going to be. So you're you're saying that if you change the way architecture is done, a lot could become different with sustainability. Yes. Correct. And I I I believe in it that you can change uh, 
the way we build basically and uh, the three parameters that need to work around it is air water and food clean air clean water clean food it's not very difficult it's just we are not thinking about yeah. it right great thank you for telling us about carbon craft about median about sustainability my last three discussion points are going to be about uh, people about how can everyday be better with little moves and changes that we can make in life so one of my very close uh, acquaintances is called manish pandey i'm sure we uh, we will have him on the show also someday but manish is somebody who's inspired me a lot and what he's done is that he has basically stopped ironing his clothes right lifestyle choice right one small change and i wouldn't know in detail what is the kind of footprint that he's reduced but we will have him here one day and we will speak to him mm-hmm. this gentleman told us that he told me actually that uh if he stops ironing and this was such an eye opener for me because i have always thought of uh sustainability as the larger things that you are doing right like oh you are going for a solo trip don't take your car don't take one bike mm-hmm. all right don't ride one motorcycle and and those larger impact i never imagined that ironing my clothes is going to leave a carbon footprint behind and when i stop doing that it's actually going to change the way that you know you live yeah i, I live yeah and this guy was so happy he actually told me that what do i have to do with how people perceive me i know who i am yeah right and i know what is the kind of impact that i'm making to my life and not ironing my clothes is going to make my environment better for mm-hmm. my survival tomorrow and my family's survival tomorrow so i'm going to do this mm-hmm. so what are these small changes that one can do mm-hmm. to uh that make a large impact like what do you think like one or two small instances mm-hmm. that people can do to have a sustainable life right uh i don't know if a uh, lot of people know about this uh, it 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 might be great to sort of know about this overall you know that if we google right now every second of google uh, that we type anything there's carbon emission stop googling right now <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact i mean you can this check it on your phone You can check it on your stop. You can check it on your phone right now. I have chosen a very wrong line <laughs> of business. I am a digital marketer, and from this moment onwards, <laughs> I'm gonna ask people to stop Googling no, it's true. anything. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it, it's, it's. No, I'm not serious. Are you serious? Yeah, this. I'm serious. If you can Google just, if you can just try this exercise right oh, now. Oh, you want me to Google right now? Right now. About. the fact that yeah. how much carbon emission footprint it is emission i would be creating if you when i google i'm going to pass <laughs> <laughs> no i'm really going to pass i'm serious I'm, just just for fun just for fun i'm serious just Are for fun serious? yeah just I'll, for fun do right. it just for fun just go to google okay and google co2 google co2 no just google co2 okay gle with no space gle co2 gle the first one that comes huh 
where we are in today's time and age. Why isn't that kind of innovation happening on a sustainable level? Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing a lot of fashion brands, fast fashion. Mm-hmm. Fast fashion is killing the entire industry fashion in terms industry. of the fashion industry. And not only from the fashion industry perspective, also from a from a perspective of your background, from perspective of every single cloth that you buy, what goes into making it? Like, you know, there was this story about how there's 5,000 liters of uh, water being used to make one pair of denim, correct? And that's fast fashion for you. And, and, and you know, so in my head, I was thinking, why aren't there brands today that basically, like imagine getting a car, okay? And every three years, that car gets upgraded and is given back to you, Mm. right? Mm. This car could be a lifetime supply for your traveling means and it could keep on getting upgraded depending on the new technologies available in the markets. Right. Right. do you think that there is a possibility of something? No, like I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that this might happen someday because uh, if you see the way now Tesla is, is coming out. Oh, I like Tesla. Full and full are, out. Are you a fan of yeah, Tesla? Yeah, yeah, Elon yeah. Musk. Elon Musk is crazy. Is he sustainable? You need crazy people to do like all these Did stuff. Did you see his new rover? Yeah, yeah, the truck. <laughs> the, the pickup truck. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Sachin did this again. But you know, people like these, like they, they are being termed as crazy, correct? Like I, I don't know whether this podcast is going to be appreciated or will go over the top of people's head, and people are like, okay, what the hell is happening? Like you know what? Just pass my beer, which yeah. we are already enjoying here. <laughs> I, I think next time we should call Budweiser to sponsor our <laughs> podcast, and you know we can start off with a can of Budweiser, <laughs> place it here, and like, okay, guys. Budweiser is the thing that is enlightening us today. Okay, Budweiser, I guess. <laughs> probably also Haldi Next time we will have improvised version of this podcast <laughs> where we'll have beer and chakna with Angel. Beer and chakna with Angel. Oh my god. Let's get it down. Sachin spoke, guys. Sachin spoke. <laughs> so. No, so uh, on a serious note, like it's a vast topic, yeah, right, and it's it's called impromptu because we don't have an agenda. Right. But I think today this conversation has been fulfilling. It's been a fun. It's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be here. And come on, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's been a pleasure to have you here. We just we called you yesterday, and you said yes for this, and it's just a great. I think you came for beer, but okay. More <laughs> <laughs> no, beer than uh, <laughs> no, but but look at it from this perspective, right? Like if we can actually create, my my intention of doing this podcast is that we've been thinking about doing this for over uh, a year now, and we we purchased equipment for more than six months, but we've never gone out and released a podcast. This one, however, will be going out. And, and the reason that I, it really excites me is that I think the world needs conversation which is more than just about uh, your favorite movies, your favorite music or your traveling stories 
or uh, where all have you gone and what are all you experienced because that's beautiful as well but i think that there needs to be conversations which are not too common to find and which are not filtered and which are more about how we can actually impact the way that we've been living and how we can actually be uh, you know like thoughtful it, it's so yeah. you know what, what makes is. us what makes us different from animals is the fact that we we've, we've got a thought power we've got the power to think yeah. and somewhere i think that with the passage of time we've actually gone back to just living life without questioning it yeah. so i think if this conversation can impact the life of even two people and yeah. that's that's all i need like yeah. even if two people come back and say hey you know what i'm going to do that i'm, I'm not going to use the iron exactly <laughs> i'm like, not going to oh, use I, i don't know about that but <laughs> but something some small change and two people can come back and say you know what you've impacted us and this is something that i'm doing now because of your podcast and i've actually stopped googling mm. right awesome. i think we we won yeah this conversation and i think we've created impact that not many people thought is great but i i think that we've done a fantastic job and thank you Thank you. Thanks for having me. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, uh, not a lot of people really want to have this conversation uh, on a heart-to-heart level. Everyone wants to talk about how the ice is melting and there is sea level rise, and there's so uh, it's it's so big and heavy in our heads. You know, it's 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 to 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 take it from where you're talking about. One thing that I really felt strongly about was the fact that when Greta. Mm. that 11 year old legend of a kid mm-hmm. when she spoke there were so many people yeah. who actually overlooked the conversation the context yeah. and were offended it's crazy how it's, it's it's unbelievable saying that how can you be offended when a 11 year old is telling you that the world is going through something and the world leaders are actually not discussing it yeah. and they're so they're so worried about their political assignments and challenges and how they're going to be in power mm-hmm. and how they're not going to be in power it was so surprising for me to, to to see as a human and you know there were people in my time on my time list who were like uh hey oh my god she's speaking too much she's yeah i know i know i know i mean a lot lot of people uh, are not happy with the conversations probably that they're having around this um including trump probably. all right we Shana. are doing trump bashing <laughs> <Shana probably. laughs> okay but yeah so are you, are you planning to uh visit the states in the near future probably no after i spoke that name right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i, I don't like, you know the i probably be banned from it already <laughs> the beauty of the beauty of america is that you can actually speak your mind That's very good. It's it's actually beautiful because I don't think we you could say the same thing about Narendra Modi. Yeah. Probably in only some mandiriya hi varega. This is going to be a controversial podcast. But as it's it's called impromptu and it's going to be that forever. Uh what would you like to end this conversation with? With the camera being on your first. Um I think we all can start with a simple sort of a contribution and how you can do is is by changing simple things in your lifestyle as I'm going to say uh, 
few examples about it. As we were speaking about how you can replace your steel bottles with your plastic bottles, going out and buying something which is only what is required at minimal. It's a choice, it's an attitude, it's a way of life, it's a way of living. So sustainability is nothing but just a way of living. So it's, it, it, it matters how you live and how you take it ahead. With that thought, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>